Are you there? Yeah, sorry about that. I just have some technical difficulties on my end, but we're good now. All right, all right. So now I'm going to start part two here of episode 42 of Sports Takes Galore. I'm your host, Gabe, and we're going to be talking Dallas Cowboys versus San Francisco 49ers. So I'm here now with the host of the podcast, Unscripted. I'm here with Jay McLovin. How are you doing today, Jay? Hey, Gabriel. It's good to be here, and thanks for having me. And uh, like I said, you can find me on uh, Facebook under Unscripted, and uh, I look forward to talking with you guys today. All right. Thank you. I'm, I'm here, too. So, as we all know, the 49ers, my team against your Cowboys, and of course, we, we're going to, before we talk about the game, we're going to talk a little history, because, you know, you know, our teams have a lot of history. So, I want to start by asking this. I know you guys hate us, don't you? Because it was the catch. I know you're tired of even seeing or hearing about the catch, you know, Montana to Dwight Clark, which kicked off the 49ers dynasty in the 80s and 90s. So tell the truth. You you guys don't like us very much, do you? You know, hey, it's a rivalry. And I think anytime you have a rivalry or, you know, something of that nature, and we got a, you know, we got a pretty good historical history going you know, it's not that we don't like you. We just think we're better than you. And right now, we're not better than you. Right now, we're both in the same. You're five and eight. I'm four and nine. And we both just suck. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, <laughs> but of course, about this, both our teams have lost our quarterbacks. Yeah, you know, truthfully, the NFC East is just cursed. I mean, every every team right now in the NFC East has lost their quarterback. Right? You know, Giants. You know, they lost the. Uh, they got Colt McCoy right now. I think going for them. And um, I think Daniel Jones might come back. Eagles got Jalen Hurts, even though Jalen Hurts now, I guess, is the official starter. And then, you know, the Redskins got Smith, who, in my opinion, is a starter. But, you know, he was taking up the backup role for uh, Kyle Allen. And then now, 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 then of course, you got the Cowboys. You know, we got, we got a plethora of Ben DiNucci. And then it was uh, uh, Andy Dalton. Of course, you know, Dak Prescott got hurt. So, the whole NFC East is just in a, in a whirlwind of craziness with the with the quarterbacks. And, of course, you know, you guys, I think, had Danny Garoppolo. And I think they've lost faith in him. Now you got Mullins. So, it's been uh, it's been a little crazy. Well, he, well, well, Jimmy's been hurt. I mean, the high ankle spring all season. I mean, I think there's some fans who have lost faith in him. I mean, me personally, I'm still riding with him. <laughs> I mean, until now, after next season, if he is still on the, on the roster and – you know, things don't improve, then I have to start taking a, a, a different look. But until then, I'm, I'm going to ride with him because he got us to the Super Bowl last year. So, I mean, he, unfortunately, he's just hit the injury um, bug this year. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you on that. You know, I think I, I don't know if I've lost faith in him, but I've just seen, you know, where I've read a lot on a lot of articles where it seems like the whole, I guess the coaches have lost a little bit of faith because they've been kind of going back and forth. But I know he's hurt right now. Hopefully, when he comes back, he can restore that faith and uh, keep it keep it going. But yeah, you know, I, I think it's just a little bit of. It's been a lot of talk about. They don't know if he's really the right guy or not. But I think Jimmy just had a little rough. I think, I think Jimmy just had a little rough go of it. I think so. I mean, I think a lot of it's just like I say, just had unfortunately had the um, ankle sprain. Of course, a couple of years ago he had the ACL. So I mean, he, he came in there with a lot of. Um, you know, fanfare. I mean, everything was good. And then, of course, like I said, last day, he led us to the Super Bowl. He played all 16 games, you know, and it's, I guess people just still holding, you know, the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl over his head. Right. Because, you know, I mean, because he was outplaying Patrick Mahomes for three quarters. I mean, it just happened so to, you know, not, you know, um, perform well in the fourth quarter, which, I mean, he does bear some responsibility. And I, I share, I think he does deserve some blame, but. I blame, you know, Coach Kyle Shanahan for not pounding the rock and using the clock as our friend. Man, you know, you guys got about the same problems as what we got, you know. Um, Dalton's kind of come in for us, you know, in lieu of Dak Prescott, and then Dalton got hurt and got concussed, and then we got Ben DiNucci, and oh, my God, was that – that was like watching a Little League quarterback go out there and try to lead the big boys, and it just never really fruitioned. And, uh, you know, I think you guys got the same issue. You know, Mostert was was hurt for a good portion of the time, and now I think he's kind of back trying to get his momentum. And then you have, uh, you know, I think you've had pretty much the same issues what we've had. You know, you've had defensive uh, issues, I think. I think you also have lost a couple of your uh, offensive linemen that are out right now, even going into this game, right? So you had um, 
Oh, I had written it down somewhere. Oh, yeah, uh, McKivitz, and you had uh, Garland, I believe it was. One's your offensive lineman, the other one's your guard. One's on IR, the other one's out for, for a while, I guess, right now. So you guys have been having your offensive line. Cowboys have their offensive line. You know, we haven't had Smith, and we haven't had uh, Martin. And then, of course, you know, we had our center, uh, Frederick. He retired, so we had a couple of guys filling in there. So I think, you know, you, your problems and our problems are almost damn near almost mirror-imaged, and as you can see, it results in the in – the, uh, and the record. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And the thing, and the thing about it, dude, we were supposed to be on prime time. We were supposed to be on Sunday night football, and we got flexed to the one o'clock on time slot. Yeah, it, absolutely. You know, I, you know, they, right now they got you guys pegged. I think about seventy percent chance to win the game. I think Dallas is right at about thirty, and you know, probably so. I mean. We've been having our issues, you know, and our issues aren't necessarily really even on offense anymore. You know, uh, we just came out to win against the Bengals. Not that the Bengals are a great team. Matter of fact, they just lost their quarterback, you know, to pretty much every ligament tear you could possibly have. You yeah. know, and so we went in there and stumbled. We, we did get a pretty good win on them, which we should have. And if we hadn't, I probably would have just said hell with it and burned every jersey I had. But... Uh, <laughs> You know, what we, 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 we did. We took that game, and I'm, I'm going to run with it, and hopefully we've got some momentum coming in to play you guys. I think you guys are coming off a loss to Washington. Was it Washington? Who did who just come off that loss against? It's Washington, but not only because, you know, oh, I mean, they're off, right. the Washington's offense didn't even score a point against us. It was just the fact that we turned the ball over. Hey, listen, I mean, don't, don't feel bad, man. We lost to Washington, too. It is what it is. Hey, Y'all guys, hey, your boy over there fumbled the ball, got a pick six, got a fumble six. Mullins had a hard day, man. But so, but wait, don't, don't, like I said, don't feel bad. We had a, I think we had an equally worse day. So, like I said, I think we're kind of playing mirror image of each other. And that's why, even though they have you guys predicted at 70%, quite honestly, I think it's about a 50-50 chance for either one of these teams to come out with that win. You know, I think I, I think it can go either way because they're, they're playing you know, in Dallas. We do have the home field, but as you know, it's Dallas, man. We our home field advantage. What we're two and four at home. Y'all are four and two away. So maybe that's why they got you at seventy percent. They got us at thirty percent. But I personally think that this could go either way. You know, truthfully, I agree. I agree. I think it, I think it does go either way. Either way, but. Um, well, let, 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 let's let's talk about, you know, you say you've been a Dallas Cowboy fan for forever. So when when did you start becoming, starting to, to follow the Cowboys? As soon as I could tell my father, take this oil or piece of crap off me and give me a damn Dallas Cowboys star jacket. But wow. 19, I mean, 1976, the year of, uh, I think, who was who was president? They would have been Carter and Carter's presidency. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, it's like a long time now, you know, honestly, a long time. I think when I first started, Tom Landry was there, and they were about a mediocre, mid level team, you know, because they, they didn't get, they really didn't catch back on until the late 80s. They, they had some pretty good subpar years there, but, you know, I, I don't know, man. I've always liked the star. I think the, I think the helmet and the star just kind of captivated me. And then I got into, you know, Starbuck and I got into Herschel Walker and, you know, uh, Tony Dorsett and, you know, all those, you know, Drew Pearson and a few other guys, you know, and, and I just started really kind of developing that love for that team. And then, you know, of course, right about 1989, that's when we finally started picking up momentum, even though we had the one in 15, but then, you know, Jimmy Johnson put up a few couple of trades there and man, if we didn't catapult into, into superstar, and of course you guys had already under Montana, you guys had already started, uh, your Super Bowl runs. Uh, I think what I forget your version was 87, 88, 89, somewhere on there. I forget. Well, we were we were, after eighty four. Then then of course there yeah. again in you know eighty seven, and then I mean eighty eight, eighty eight, and then eighty nine actually. Yeah. And then you know ninety, you know that of course we we had a chance to go the three peat, but you know Montana gets hurt against the Giants, and you know Steve Young comes in. Of course Steve Young's not ready yet, but comes in, and of course we we lose that game, and then. You know, we go through a transition. Actually, the '90s is actually. Well, let, let's go. Let's go to '90s. You know, we those those those, those Dallas Cowboy 49er games. Of course, oh, you yeah. know, we were playing every year for like what four years, right? Including I mean, like three yeah, times we in the NFC players, Championship. Right? <laughs> we were, hey, we were swapping players. I think we took on at some point. We took on Deion Sanders from you guys, and I think you guys took on was it Ken Norton? I think you got from us, if I'm not mistaken. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Exa- exactly. 
Yeah, I man, mean, that was that was some. Those were some heat. Man, that's the last time. I, I mean, you guys have had obviously a little bit more better success than we have since those '90s. Obviously, like you just said, you know, you had Garoppolo in the, in the Super Bowl, and we haven't been able to make it back to the Super Bowl since we let go of Jimmy Johnson, which I still hate Jerry Jones for pulling that one off. But yeah, that because I mean, think about it. I, I'm starting to wonder if we could we would have beaten you guys in that third that third matchup for the NFC Championship because you got us the first two years. Yeah. I mean, I mean on, on both sides of the ball. I mean, Steve Young had a really hard time, you know, moving the ball. I, I mean, I guess, I guess that Dallas defense and of course, you know, Aitman, Irvin, and and, and Emmitt Smith, you know, were, were doing their thing. And then you know that third time, you know, it finally got over the hump. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, and the, and the thing, because I think it was kind of funny. I mean, we actually, at some point, we were taking shots at the Buffalo Bills. I think y'all played against them, and we played against them, and y'all, and I, poor Buffalo Bills. I think they were like the NFC just punch boys, you know, like they just got kept getting kicked around. Jim Kelly never could really kind of figure out how to get past us or y'all, I don't think. Well, we never, we never played Buffalo in the Super Bowl. I mean, I mean, I, I, mean, mean, I thought it was y'all played Buffalo, if I'm not. No, we yeah, Buffalo. Yeah, I mean, the only teams we ever played were, I mean, like I say, we played the Bengals twice. In yeah, that span. I remember that. That was it. Yeah, played the Bengals, played the Broncos. I mean, and then and then we also, like I said, Broncos, Cincinnati, Miami, you know, in the 80s. And, of course, in the, the last two ones that we've lost, you know, Baltimore and Kansas City, respectively. Right. All because of the same, the same theme. I mean, that is, we didn't run the ball when we, when we were supposed to. Oops, sorry about that. Yep. No, I, I totally agree with you. Uh, I, I just remember a lot of a lot of, a lot lot of of good times back in those days. And I haven't, of course, the poor Cowboys haven't seen. Oh, come on. I lost him again. You there? I'm still here. Oh, I thought I lost you, man. I thought my, my computer went all black on me, but it, but it, was, it faded out. I apologize. I thought I lost you there for a second. I was like, ah! No, I'm still uh, here. I'm still here. I'm still here. Yeah, that's my uh, that's my wonderful technical difficulties on my end. Uh, but no, you know, I I don't think I've seen – I don't think any any Cowboys team or even any – I don't know if any you – know, I don't even know if really truly any uh, period in time since that, that, that you know, in the 90s playing you guys – I don't know there's been a rivalry going back and forth like that since then. It's been like, obviously, you had the dynasty of, of uh, New England. Of course, New England's just been – and then, there, you know, there would be a spot team here or there in that dynasty. I think the Packers won one and so forth. But there has never really truly been like that 1990s 49ers-Cowboys rivalry going back and forth, back and forth to the Super Bowl like of that time. And that's why I think it was so special. And I don't, I don't think we'll ever see it again, truthfully. It's, it, I mean – it's well. It's possible. I think it's coming. With I mean, the, I think the, the, the array of quarterbacks right now that are out there. I mean, you, you know, you think about it with the with the Patrick Mahomes, the you know, the Sean Watsons and Lamar Jacksons, and then of course you got these guys like Justin Herbert and and Tua and Joe Burrow. So I think it's a possibility you're going to see a lot of great matchups over the next um, you know decade or so. So, but but yeah, I, I agree. I think those 49er Dallas. Um, games. I mean, even though they were they were heated, they were heated rivalries. I mean, there was there was a, a mutual respect between the team between the teams. Oh yeah, absolutely there was. Absolutely there was. I mean, you you can't you can't play that hard against each other and not have that level of respect, right? Yeah. I mean, and, and that's what I'm saying. It was so special, and that and that rivalry was so strong for the for that condensed period of time. But I don't know if we're really ever going to have where two teams in the same division are consistently, you know, back and forth, back and forth, making a championship. You may have two teams consistently going at it, but only one team really, you know, taking it. You know, I don't know. I don't know if you're ever going to see it where, you know, where the Cowboys and, and, and 49ers were consistently for that short period of time going at it and then either this team or that team consistently year after year going there. I mean, there was no NFC other other NFC team in that short period of time that was going. It was always either you or us. Yeah, that's that, 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 yeah I agree with that. Yeah, def, definitely. Definitely. And you guys actually went through a multiple layer of quarterbacks in that type of – well, not multiple. I mean, you had, you had Steve Young and you had Montana, you know, my, I think Steve, you know, because I think when we, when we started playing you guys, we were going to get Montana towards the end of his career before he went to Kansas City. 
And then that was when Steve Young kind of took over, right? Yeah, Steve Young took over after 1990. And, you right. know, that's when the, 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 those um, three straight NFC championship matchups we had against each other. And, of course, we're playing each other the regular season for, like, those four years. That's that's when the, the, the rivalry was at, its, was at its peak. I mean, that's when... Yeah. You know all all those games, and I mean, but I, I was even I was even playing video games, and you know I, I, have a, I have a cousin who's a cowboy fan, and I'm a 49er fan. We used to always play Cowboys versus uh, 49ers you know, on, on Madden, so it's like. <laughs> I mean, of course you would. Why would why would you not? I mean, I, I think I think we did the same thing. You know, I mean, me and my friends. You know, and I, matter of fact. Most of my friends were cow. I mean, I grew up on all Cowboys fan. I mean, I grew up in you know I, I was from Houston, believe it or not, but I grew up around you know all my friends like we were all Cowboys fans, you know, and so I never really had anybody that was a San Francisco fan that I could play against. So we would take turns who was going to be the 49ers, who was going to be the Cowboys, because you had to share the love. And I hated, right. I hated playing the 49ers when I had to go to you know Cowboy. I hated that, but unfortunately, that's where it was. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, well, let, let's let, let's talk a little bit about the cow, about the Cowboys. I mean, like, I mean, what is your feelings on Dak Prescott? I mean, do you think he's a keeper? I mean, do you think Jerry Jones needs to go ahead and just pay the man? You know, truthfully, if you know, <laughs> I never thought I'd hear these words come out of my mouth, but I I pray. Look, right now. I'm kind of, I'm kind of going to go back. I'm kind of going to go around the question, but I'm going to answer the question. You know, in, the, in, this, in this in this draft coming up, you got Lawrence, Fields, and Trask. Those are probably the three best, not necessarily in that particular order, but those are the three, in my opinion, the three best quarterbacks coming out in this draft. So I figure, I, and, and I really don't like Fields. I'm more of either a Trask or a Lawrence type quarterback. I do not think per se that Dak Prescott is the guy for us. I don't. I really don't. I don't think he deserves the money that they're and he's asking for because, quite honestly, don't get it. Don't get me wrong. Somebody's gonna pay that man that money. But if you look at the elite quarterbacks and they're looking, you look at their stats and what they've done for their team, and you look at, you know, his stats and what he's done for our team. There, he's not in that elite level. He's not the Mahomes. He's not the Rodgers. You know, he's not in that level. He's just not there yet. I mean, hell, even right now, even even Kyler Murray was playing better than him, and Kyler Murray has less time. You know. So I don't think I don't think that Dak Prescott is necessarily the answer for the Cowboys, at least not at that asking price. If you know me personally, what I would if you ask me what I would like to see happen, I'd like to see them trade Dak Prescott for picks, trade up some picks, get to that number one spot with with New York, and try to either draft either and it's hard because I like both quarterbacks. I like Lawrence and I like Trask equally. So I don't even care which one you get, you know. But I think that we I, I think the future for the Cowboys, quite honestly is to tear this damn team down and rebuild it back up. Because I don't – and I don't think it has to always be torn down. I think the defensive side, quite honestly, is what needs to be torn down. I I've been saying this for years. I've been saying – I've been telling Cowboy fans this for years. I uh, said – yeah, yeah. I said, y'all secondary is a problem. I mean, oh, y'all haven't yeah. had, yeah. had, had a good secondary in Lord knows how long. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, look, your front seven is good. You got two stud linebackers and, you know, Jalen Smith and, you know, Vanderish. I mean, right. but but yet, but yet you can't, for some reason, it just seems like you're always missing on that, on that back four. No, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. So our biggest need is in the secondary. So what I would like to see have happen, that you know they're already going to get a, a top pick. They're going to get a top pick. That's, not, that's, that's a guarantee because their record is just horrible. They'll probably be the top five, top five, top six. But what I would like to see them do is is use that top six pick on that on a good linebacker in the draft. But I think we need one more linebacker, but we also need a you know obviously corners and a safety. So what I would like to see happen is I would like to see them get trade Dak Prescott for at least one or two picks. Try to use one of those two picks to trade up with uh, the Jets and bring in either a Lawrence or they could even they can even keep the six pick and, tra- and and trade those two picks for defensive picks keep it at the, about the number three pick if they can get there and take a, either take Trask because I think if Lawrence goes first Trask should fall down to at least number three because I think who, who's drafting I forgot who is drafting number two I don't I, mean, but I, don't I think Jacksonville yeah and Jackson Golly, uh, Jackson Boss is a quarterback too because they, they don't believe in Garner Minshew. That's for sure. Please, I mean, they, they, Justin Fields is probably going to be the destination pick there. Yeah, right, right. 
Right. So somehow or another, I think that if they can get two picks for Prescott, two if they can get at least two number one picks for Prescott, and if they can get, you know, then they'll have their own pick. That's three number ones. If they can turn two of those picks into defense, right? One in the secondary, maybe at the same, or even two at the two. They can keep two in the secondary, right? You can have one at the safety spot, which I think the safety is an issue for the Cowboys, and also at the, at the quarterback spot. So you can, you know, I mean, they also need a third linebacker, but I think for right now, that the third linebacker is not nearly as important as that second, as the cornerback uh, and safety spot. So I would like to see them. What I would like to see happen is have them. Trade that Prescott, get the picks, whatever they can get for him, the most of. Use it towards the defense. Use the one pick they have. Try to trade that one pick up to like Jacksonville or whatever, and try to get it and try to get either Trask or Lawrence. And I think if they can do that, if somehow or another they can pull a Jimmy Johnson trade like they did back in the nineties and take those three picks and convert it into a good quarterback and a couple of defensive stars or at least very good prospects. I think I think the Cowboys will come away with with a hundred percent or with with an A plus A grade in that draft, and I think that where and that's like you said, they don't, I don't think they're going to blow up the team, but they certainly got to repair that secondary, and they definitely have to you know get a better quarterback than what Prescott is. And I would say trade Prescott for picks and go for either a Trask or a Lawrence, and then keep Andy Dalton on your team, re-sign him up, put the and put the rookie quarterback either Trask or Lawrence right behind Dalton. And let them get the seasoning, and then uh, let's come out and play some football. Okay. Well, I mean, even if you trade up to get you know Lawrence or Trask, I mean, I mean, I mean that at least at least the good thing about getting one of those quarterbacks, if you if you're able to pull this off, is at least they he'll have some talent around him. I mean, you you'll still have Zeke Elliott. I mean, you'll still have you know, you know, you'll still have um, Amari Cooper. And you had CD Lamb, so he'll have he will, he'll have some talent around him. Right. So they they won't lack for talent. And of course, of course, speaking of CD Lamb, I mean, I think one of the things that's going to be featured in this game is going to be CD Lamb, and of course, my boy Brandon Ayuk, because they were in the same draft. Right. And don't forget about one. We you know one thing that always goes un, over. Well, one thing that's going overlooked right now in the Cowboys. Everybody talks about Lamb. They talk about Gallup, and they talk about Amari Cooper. And and, and and as such, I mean, those are three great guys. And I see all three of them having close to a thousand yard seasons apiece. But the one thing that that really gets overlooked, and one guy, and, and the same thing happened to Cole Beasley, is they overlooked Schultz. You know, for what he's doing for that team at the tight end spot when Jarwin got hurt. Jarwin is an excellent tight end, but I think Schultz is really starting to show his metal because that guy catches everything and he and he's he's not afraid to take a hit. And I think a lot of times Schultz is what's getting overlooked. Just like right, right. I feel like Beasley got overlooked at Dallas for what he provided at the slot. And I still say that Beasley's getting overlooked in Buffalo at the slot because that guy's having a he's gonna put over a thousand yards. And then nobody's even talking about this guy. As a matter of fact, even like when I see Fantasy Football League and they're drafting in Fantasy Football League, nobody ever drafts Cole Beasley. But you know what? I drafted that guy, and I and I have gotten thirty points, forty points, fifty points. I mean, that guy that guy has, has consistently put up good numbers the whole time. But nobody talks. I, I, I know you, Cowboy fans, got you shaking your head when y'all let Cole Cole Beasley walk. Oh yeah, I mean, oh, I was pissed. I, I I can't even tell you how pissed I was because that guy was an over the middle guaranteed catch. And was tough as nails. I mean, he's getting some. He's getting a little love, but you know, you know, when you have Stefan Diggs, you know, I mean, lightening up there too. So I think that's why he's kind of taking somewhat of a back of a back step. But right, yeah, right. you you're a good slot guy, man. I mean, your, your offense is golden. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, and I, I, you know, I, I was looking at, you know, <laughs> this is how evenly matched we are. Right now, I'm looking at the points per game. You guys are getting 23 points a game. We're getting 22. But where the difference maker is, is in our defense. Obviously, you're giving up 23 points, and we're giving up 30. So that, and I tell you what, that 30 points we're giving up is primarily to the receivers because our secondary is just struggling right now. But the yards and the rushing are almost exactly uh, exactly identical. For your passing yards and your rushing yards, we're almost identical to each other. That's what that's what makes this, like I say, anybody's ball game. So, you know, I, I understand. You know, we're we're I think like a two point five favorite last I checked. 
Right. But still, I'm I'm, I'm still thinking because of course we're still mathematically in the in the playoffs on a hunt, and you guys are mathematically, you know, in the hunt for of course the division. Anybody in the NFC East can still be mathematically in it. I mean, all it takes is a few games to. We got what? Is it three games we got left in the season? You know, yes. and I think it's like one or two games that separates last place from first place. So, I mean, everybody's mathematically in it, you know. Um, I, I, but what's amazing to me, though, is everybody says how bad the NFC East is. And, were, and I'm not saying we're, that we're not struggling because we are struggling. But if you look at it, Washington has beat San Francisco. Washington has beat Pittsburgh. Uh the, the New York Giants have beaten Seattle. You know, we almost beat Dallas Cowboys, almost beat Pittsburgh, quite honestly. I think we lost about like, what, what, one touchdown? Yeah, and I e- mean, that was that was one that I, I mean, I admit when I, when I was starting to watch that game, I was like, this is going to be a blowout. I ain't going to be watching this very long. And then and Cowboys came out and gave them all they can handle. I was like, yeah. and then And then you had the Eagles going to New Orleans and get that win as well. Now, granted, they didn't have Breeze, but Tayshawn Hill has been playing excellent, honestly, in, in lieu of, of Breeze, you know? And, by the way, Breeze is talking about coming back and playing this week. Yeah. And I'm, just, and I'm saying to myself, bro, you just had every damn rib in your body crushed and a punctured lung at that, or a collapsed lung at that. Me, personally, I think Breeze should take a little bit more time off. But, you know, he's a, he's a warrior, and, he, and of course, they're going to play him anyway, but... Man, yes. so it makes, so it makes the matchup. You know, I mean, it makes the matchup. I mean, must see TV now. Oh yeah, that's definitely gonna be a must see game. There's no doubt about it. But it's just amazing to me, you know, how the NFC East has played so well against all of these upper echelon teams. You know, and I, I tell you, man, I don't think the NFC East is that far behind. I, I think they're, I think a lot. Of, but what I do think is. I think a lot of teams are overestimating or coming in in a very relaxed state when they're coming in and playing against the NFC East. And the NFC East is just, they're coming in hungry and they're feasting off of it. I think, I, I, think I, 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 I can agree with that because, I mean, the Seahawks, the Se- I mean, I think it was Jamal Adams or one of the Seahawks basically said, we underestimated the Giants. Oh, yeah, they did. They absolutely did. I mean, no more than I, mean, and I think Arizona, yeah. when they played, when they played Arizona last week, Arizona was like, we're not making that mistake. Oh, absolutely. And then you had, and then I loved it when, you know, and I, and I appreciated it when, when Mike Tomlin came out and said that, quite honestly, we did, they didn't deserve to win against the, the you know, the, the Reds or the National the Washington. Football team because they played, they played so stellar and they deserved to win that game, which they did. And let me tell you something. If Alex Smith don't get comeback player of the year award, I, I, there, there's an issue. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, I, I, I personally believe that if Washington were to win the division and were to get in the playoffs, not only he should be comeback player of the year, but Ron Rivera should be coach of the year because Ron Rivera has, has been battling cancer and still is on the sideline every Sunday. One game. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I know. I don't know how you battle cancer and play that high level of a job and not miss one damn game. That's that to me is amazing and it's 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 crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah, ex- ex- exactly, exactly. But I, I, I mean, they should be called the comeback team of the year because not only did their their quarterback come from what what honestly I don't know if you've ever seen how iconically accurate and how iconically. Um, Similar, you know, Theismann and Alex Smith's injuries were. But have you, have you seen how 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 almost it's deja vu? I swear yeah, to God, it's, it's, it's both of them are pretty gruesome, no doubt. No, no. But what I'm saying is, watch this. Their injuries, both their injuries occurred at home field. Both of their injuries occurred on the exact same day, November 18th. Both of their injuries occurred at the 39-yard line. Both their injuries occurred while both of their offensive tackles were out. Both of their injuries occurred from the defensive player of the year. How crazy is that? They had the exact same injury. The only difference between Alex Smith 
And Theismann is Alex Smith was able to come back and actually come back and get onto the field where Theismann didn't even make the 53-man roster. But every single detail of their of their uh, injuries is exactly the same. Wow that 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 is that is amazing that is crazy. I mean that that's is, like that just, that's like, that's just so ironic. When I saw that, I was like, I was like, you gotta be kidding. I mean, like, how does that, I mean, how does that happen? How does that, I mean, there's, there's, there's some, there's some spiritual beings that made that happen the way it happened. And unfortunately, Theismann couldn't come back from it. But man, if Alex Smith hasn't come back and made a statement, it, it's, it's insane. And I'll tell yeah. you, I'll tell you, don't, don't discount this Washington football team. I'm telling you right now, man, these guys can compete. They got Chase Young. We all know what Chase Young did to your team when you turned that fumble for a pick six. Don't yeah, don't remind me. <laughs> <laughs> look, your boy I mean, Mullins. Look, your boy Mullins. Look, look I, and Washington is 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 playing like I said. Their defense is playing at an excruciatingly high level right now. Mullins went twenty five for forty five for two hundred and sixty, a touch and a pick, and had a QBR of twenty two. Now, yeah. that's not the defense working on all cylinders. I don't know what is. And I and I would put up the way these Washington players are playing right now, if all the stars could align and they make it, in, you know, and, and they continue to play and, and, and not only win the division, but but play you know, against, they're probably going to have to play against the wild card team at some point and beat the wild card team. You know, there's who's to say that they can't make it to the Super Bowl? And then we're all going to be scratching our heads saying, how the hell did the NFC East team Make it to the Super Bowl, and I'm telling you, if, if all this stuff happens and a Cinderella story comes out of this, don't be surprised if you see Washington in the Super Bowl. I know that's a crazy take to put out there, especially with Green Bay, New Orleans, and so forth. But stranger things have happened in the world of sports, and on any given Sunday, somebody's going to come out there and somebody's not, and you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, well, the thing about the Washington and in the Washington scenario is the only problem is, like I say, they just don't have. A lot of offensive talent, so that's the thing that's gonna that's gonna hurt them. I mean, the the defense can only carry you, but so much. No way, I mean, brother. They got Gibson, they got McLaurin. Those guys are playing good. Don't overlook them. I'm telling you, those guys are playing good. To say they don't have offensive, I'm not not doubting that. I'm not doubting that, but you know. That's a little but, you know, we don't know we don't know the extent of Alex Smith's injuries. I mean, they're not even sure he's playing this Sunday. And you know, and of course, he Dwayne Haskins. You know, Sunday. right now he's just he doesn't have to play this Sunday. The reason why I'm saying that to you is mathematically, right now they could give up a game. They could rest him a week. If me personally, I would rest him a week. Let him if 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 he's ready to go and he's able to practice. Like so, today is what Saturday or no? Today's Friday. So if he, it's Friday. Yeah, so so yeah, that's Friday. So they got two days before they actually play. If he can get into a full practice, either Friday or Saturday, and do a full practice and be ready, he could be ready to go. And if not, then you rest him another week, right? Because you had that cushion. Right now, they have that cushion, you know, because they're either guaranteed, they're not guaranteed. Nobody's guaranteed the NFC is a wild card. That's not going to happen. But right. they, but they still mathematically can win that division. They still have the team to win, to win that division. And I would put them out. So, but. We get off topic, but what I'm saying is, those guys. I mean, the NFC East. I, I'm telling you, man, people are going. Somebody's going to overlook them. And I think somebody's going to come out of that thing. It it it, 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 it could be happening because, like I said, this is the NFL. So, I mean, you can't take nobody lightly, even if they're, you know, old for whatever. So, I mean, it, it, it it's it's it, it's possible. I mean, not likely, but it's it's <laughs> it's possible. I mean, because. But like you say about you know if, if Alex is not ready you know that you know you need, you need to go ahead and rest him another week because that's been, that's basically what they're doing for you know G, Jimmy Jimmy G here you know they're yeah. saying you know he he's he's practicing he looks good and things like that and but they're gonna keep him out this week and you I know would. George Kittle's I George would. Kittle's practicing this week but they're not guaranteeing he's gonna play this Sunday so you you may or may not have to deal with George Kittle. This 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 weekend, you know, if, if I'll be honest with you, if 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 I was a 49ers fan, I wouldn't want Jimmy G to come back right now. I would I would want him to rest up because honestly, man, you guys have a you got like I said, you guys have a good team, and and, and I'm being realistic about my team, you know, and I, I and I know what I have on defense. It's really going to come. It's really going to depend. Our game is going to depend on how our defense plays. 
our offense is going to come out exactly. and do their thing, and our offense is, is going to come out and they're going to play well. I know that I'm not worried about the offensive side of the ball. I'm really just worried about the defense, and I'm really on the defense. I'm really just worried about the secondary. If our secondary comes out and plays well and has a decent game, then we're going to go man to man, and it is going to be about a 50 50 shot. If our secondary comes out and plays weak, then I, I give the edge to the 49ers. But you know, I, right now, I, I think it's about a 50-50 game. Honestly, it's, it's all going to depend on our, our secondary. And let's be honest, if Washington can come in there and not only get a fumble recovery for a pick six or, or for six, but, but an interception for six, I mean, we're capable of doing that as well. We really are. But yeah, have, but that's, the thing that, that's the thing that kind of concerns me because, you know, as I said, now I'm, I'm telling everybody this. I don't, I don't hate, I like Nick Mullins, but I know, but, but I know Nick Mullins, he's limited. I mean, everything has to go exactly right. I mean, everything has to be perfect for him to be successful. If there's adversity, he struggles. Right. So I'm, so that's what I'm, that's why I'm hoping and praying that the running game is effective. I hope, hopefully we can, we can rack at least, you know, 200 yards on the ground. You I mean, know, y'all, and here's the deal for you guys. It's almost damn near paramount for you to beat the Cowboys. If you want to shot the playoffs, because your next game after the Cowboys is the Cardinals and the Seahawks. Yeah, those yeah, those are the vision games, and that's part of the reason why they're keeping Jimmy G out for another week. Yeah. If the Niners can get this win, they can get this win, then the chances are he's going to play next week, and and if they they like I said they may keep George Kittle out again this week, and bring him back next week as well. So I mean they haven't said yet. They just said right now he's he's been practicing, but they haven't right. made a, a decision on whether he's going to play. I mean, but here's what I but I'll just say this: if 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 if, if, the, if the Niners don't beat the Cowboys, I, I'm, I'm shutting. Jimmy G and George Kittle down for the rest of the season because I believe we'll have nine losses and I just I believe that'll mathematically eliminate us from the playoffs. And here's and here's what's crazy about that, right? Okay, so the two games, you're, the last two games after the Cowboys are both division games for you guys, hmm? and you're and you're and you're basically going up in one of the games you got to play up against the Arizona Cardinals, which is seven and six, and y'all are five and eight. So you got to beat the Cardinals, and you got to beat the Seahawks. If you don't win, if you don't win, honestly, I'll be honest with you. If you don't win out and go five hundred, and even if you do go five hundred, I don't. It, it's gonna be very hard for you. I'm telling you, mathematically, you guys are very. It's gonna be very difficult. You're gonna need a lot of players. You're gonna need a lot of teams to really take some hits. Number one, you're gonna need Cardinals basically to lose out or at least two games you would need the cardinals to lose two games one of those two games is gonna have to come to y'all and then you're also looking at possibly even the tampa bay buccaneers who are eight and five there's three t- or no, it's not excuse me not the buccaneers it would be the the vikings who are uh, who are tied with the bears at six and seven so yeah, that, three- game, that makes that game yeah. significant so yeah yeah we're, we're definitely the niners have to win out and then like i said cardinals have to uh have to lose in another game and the and the um and, and the Bears and the Vikings have to you know keep losing their games because I mean I truly believe if somehow and I mean I know I I mean I might be even crazy but I, I believe somehow if he can sneak in the playoffs at eight and eight I think I think we can I think we I think we'll be very we're capable of winning one playoff game yeah. Because and even if we even if we don't win the playoff game, I think we can look at this and say after everything, you know, the team has gone through, you know, losing Nick Bosa, Solomon Thomas, and week and week two. Yeah, y'all you know, have had they, a hard time with injuries. Oh yeah, we the, the, the Niners have had the injury flu. That's basically what it is, the injury flu. So, yeah. you know, after all of that, if they, if they can even sneak in the playoffs, even if they don't win, I think we can look at it as well. Despite all of that, you know, they can hold their heads up high and say, okay, you know, it was a step backwards. But then what, 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 what's next to um, elevate the team? Because, I mean, right. next year, I, be, I actually believe that the Niners will be back. 
I mean, it doesn't oh, matter who. Yeah, 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 who the they want. I mean, it's not like you have a you you have a decent team. As a matter of fact, even if you you know if you can get a couple more players in your you know for your defense in the draft, that would be great too. But I mean, you guys are you. You guys got a great team. You know, you, like, like I said, like every other team, it seems like right now, you know, because of this COVID and not being able to play preseason games and things of that nature, you know, the, the injury bug has really just crept up on a lot of people. And y'all are one of the people that has crept up on, just mm-hmm. like our offensive line got crept up on. And it's and it just, unfortunately, that's just part of the game and part of the circumstances that we live in. But, you know, of course you guys are, can be competitive next year. You're, I mean, you're still competitive even this year with all the injuries that you've taken on. You know, and, and of that nature. I mean, I'm looking forward to, to next year for my team specifically because I know Mike Nolan, who I freaking hate, Whoa. is going to most likely be fired. They're going to bring in a defensive coordinator. Even though I think Jerry Jones should just fire the whole lot of coaches because I was never even a fan of Mike McCarthy and his antiquated style of offense anyway because everybody knows that NFL is all analytical nowadays. And he yeah, no refuses. Doubt. That man refuses to do any kind of analytics. Well, I mean, I, I guess he figured that, I mean, he still has Green Bay still in the brain. I mean, he got to realize that, you know, he doesn't have Aaron Rodgers as quarterback anymore. So I, I think that's that's what a lot of it. But even we had Aaron Rodgers towards the end of Mike McCarthy's career, he was outdated. He, he, he couldn't even win with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, this is true. This is true. I mean, I but, just I just think his time of football, his style of football, his coaching mentality has gone by the wayside. You know what I'm saying? He's not keeping up with the with with the game is changing. Yeah. The game is evolving, and he's not evolving with it. And, yeah, you know, when you when you have those kind of things going on, then yeah, then yeah, your 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 coaching abilities are going to be very limited. Because I mean, look, Nick Saban already came out and said, look. Defense don't win game, I mean, games, no, I mean, championships more. It's offense. I mean, right. this is Nick Saban, you know, a, a, a defensive guru, I mean, old school coach. Now he's admitting that, look, we're not going to win the SEC anymore um, on the defensive side of the ball. We're going to win it on the offensive side of the ball. And, of course, right. we all know that in, in the NFL, I mean, offense – I mean, I mean, defense. Yeah, defense is still wins championship, but you got to have the offense as well. Yeah, I, I agree. Like personally, I think you know, if, if I was running the Cowboys, truthfully, I would get rid of McCarthy and his slew of people, and I would go get like I would try to go to the college ranks and try to get like a Lincoln Riley or a Dabo Sweeney, and I would make them a really good offer that they couldn't refuse to get them out of the college ranks and come into the NFL ranks. Because I think either a Dabo, who is good at building programs, or a Lincoln Riley, who is really good at scheming and building programs, either one of those two guys, or there, and there's even a few others, even in the NFL right now, a few offensive coordinators. I think one of them is up there, the Seattle coordinator, uh, offensive coordinator would make a good one. I can't get his name right, or la- I can't remember his last name, but the coordinator for the offensive coordinator for the um, – for the for the Seattle Seahawks would be a great one, you know. Or even a Josh McDaniel from uh from New England would be great. You yeah, know? you're not gonna get Josh McDaniels out of there because Josh. I mean, Josh McDaniels is holding out hope that Belichick retires. So yeah, he's, he's holding out hope for that. <laughs> I mean, then of course you know for for my Niners, I mean, you can always come after Robert Sala because I mean he's obviously. Um, getting a lot of buzz now, and there's a good chance yeah, you're he right. might not be our defensive coordinator next next season. So, I mean, there's a plethora of, of of young, talented, analytical new coaches with new styles and schemes that are coming out in this league that can help the Cowboys out far more than what Mike McCarthy is doing. And I would really, you know, and here's the deal too: you need a coach that can relate to his players. And I don't Absolutely. think McCarthy can relate to the players anymore. You know, this new style of player that's coming out. Whereas where I think the college coaches still can relate to these younger players, you know, and I think they, they're doing great things with them in terms of relating with them and getting them to, to buy into their systems and whatnot, you know. And that's what you need. And I'm I'm, I'm still hoping Jerry oh – God, if I was Jerry Jones right now, especially when I see him in the press box, you know, and he's got his HUD hung down low because we're losing to the freaking Washington – Redskins and things like that, where we should be beating them. You know, I don't know how much that man can stand before he just pulls the plug on himself. Honestly, Jerry Jones really just needs to fire Jerry Jones and Steve Jerry, 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 Jerry's trying to get one more Super Bowl before you know he he, he leaves this earth. So I mean, that's 
that's basically what it is. But I mean, I, I don't. I mean, Mike McCarthy ain't going nowhere. I mean, I, I, I just don't see it. I mean, now if 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 the, if the Cowboys, if, if there's a way they can get Eric Bieniemy from the um from the oh, Chiefs, that'd be great too. that would be that would that, that would be golden. Oh, that would be golden. You know, and and and, and, and who's to say they could do it if, if they would just take a chance and make the, and bring the guys in for interviews and give them the opportunity. I was I, I would wholeheartedly stand behind Bieniemy coming as our coach. I, I'd be ecstatic. But I honestly think Jerry Jones is going to do like Jerry Jones always does. He's going to let Mike McCarthy run it for like two or three years, and then if he doesn't do anything, then he'll probably bring in a new coach. Although he, but damn, it took him forever to realize that Jason Garrett wasn't the right coach for the Cowboys too. So I don't know, I, you know. But then you go, you look at you look at Chan Gailey. You know, you look at um, was was that it was the guy to Chan Gailey? It was, there's been so many. Dallas has had so yeah. many coaches. Well, Wade Phillips, Wade Phillips. Yeah, Wade Phillips. That's what I was thinking of. Chan Gailey, Wade Phillips. You know, he he didn't let them last too long. I think Wade Phillips lasted like four or five years. Chan Gailey lasted like two years. I mean, yeah. Didn't didn't Troy Aikman was the one that ran Chan Gailey out of there? Yeah, pretty much. Chan, oh God, man, that's been so long ago. And, and but you know the, the 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 whole point of it is Jerry will just stick with people, even though he knows he should fire them. Now we're not right, as bad right. as let's say the Falcons with Quinn or I don't think we're as bad as the Jets with 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 Gase. I don't know how Adam well, that, does his job. That, that situation is terrible. I mean, I mean, I think if he goes 0 16, there's no way you keep you keep a guy around. You keep around if he's 0 16. Oh, I mean, and even he, him, even he came out and said that he didn't do the right things by Sam Darnold in terms of development, right? Which is another reason why I don't think. You know, you know, listen, the Jets do things the way the Jets do them. I think a logical person that's in that spot would say, okay, look, I got I got the Jets Adam Gase right here. He's not performing, you know, but we also have Darnold, who is a great quarterback still. So maybe we should let go of Gase, bring in a new head coach. But at the same time, we don't need to go after a quarterback for this team. We got a good quarterback in Darnold. All we really need to do is supply him with the right offensive line and the right protect. They need to basically build their program and stop bringing in quarterbacks, thinking that that's going to solve all their issues. Which is why I was saying it should that the Cowboys should be able to slide in that number one pick if they can give up a pick or two, you know, and and, and they could they could control their own destiny in terms of what what quarterback they want to take. Oh, man, if you're, I mean, if, 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 if Dallas could pull that off, yeah. If Dallas could pull that off and get Trevor and, and somehow pull it and get Trevor Lawrence, I mean, Dallas be set for a decade. I didn't be okay with even talking to, to talking to the Jaguars and being like, "Hey, look, you know, I'll give you, I'll give you our mid-level first round pick that we got from Dak Prescott, and you know, and, and let us move up, and that, that way you can move down." But the Falcons are just they're. They're, they're, I mean, they're just so hell bent and determined. Both of those teams have issues, right? Outside of just quarterback. I mean, they, you know, they have a lot of issues. And I think if I was, if I was in the, if I was in the Lion or not the Lion, if I was in number one or two spots with the Jaguars and the Jets, I'd be looking to try to get as many picks as I possibly could to address as many needs as I possibly could. And even if the Cowboys are at number three and they're at number two, I would trade back one. But and see if I could get an extra pick. Like in other words, Cowboys give up their third round pick and maybe a second round pick to get that number two spot. Then that would give that would give them more picks in the draft. And the Cowboys could get either a Trask or a Lawrence, depending on who the Jets take. Right. 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 But I don't see any of that happening. I see it's going to play out where I guarantee to you that that Trevor Lawrence or Trask, depending on who the who the Jets want the most, that's going to go number one, and whoever's left over is going to go number two to the Jags. And number three, Dallas will just get whoever it is. Probably, I'm sure Dallas is going to probably take that, you know, whoever's the best available, which I think is that offensive or that linebacker. I can't remember his last name. Dang it. I had it written down my book and I lost my book. But Well, I mean, I, I, another guy, a linebacker, I mean, what do you other, is it, it's time to move on from Sean Lee now because, I mean, yeah, he's had his so good he's years, but he's been, he's been injury prone. Yeah, he, he's definitely very much injury played. I don't I, – I, I think they should probably if, if they're going to draft at the number three spot. I don't like Justin Fields. I don't believe in I don't believe in Justin Fields as much as is any different than than Dak Prescott. You know what I mean? 
Mm. There's another guy. There's another guy that that that, that quarterback from BYU. I think his name is like Zach. Was Zach, Zach Wilson? Yeah, his last name is Wilson. Yeah, I think. I mean, there, there's a lot of buzz about him. I mean, he's being connected to my Niners as, yeah. as, as you know, as as a, as, a, as a quarterback of the future. I'm just like, well, if you if you if you are gonna make that pick, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give up um, Jimmy G Fort. What I will, if, if you're gonna make that pick, I would just say this: I would say, go ahead and pick, go ahead and draft him, let him sit behind Jimmy G, and if you don't believe Jimmy G is the is the right quarterback in 2021, then go ahead and then okay, then get get um Zach Wilson ready, you know, for 2022. I mean, that's if you're gonna do that. I'm not I'm not advocating for that at all. I'm just saying if you. If, 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 if John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan is going to do that, you know, do do use that strategy, draft them, let them sit behind, watch, learn, and and I guess if Jimmy c- continues to improve and become the quarterback, then at least you give you give him five years, right? Because let's be honest, Nick Nick Mullins and C.J. Bether, I mean, they're just career backups. I mean, they're not they're not starting quarterbacks. Right, right. You know, and, and, and you know, it's Mac Jones, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't Mac Jones coming out in this draft as well? From Alabama? Or is he or is he staying? I think I think he, I, I, I haven't heard anything about him coming out. Um I think he might because he is he what sophomore or junior, right? Yeah. You know, but I you know I think if Wilson if Mac Jones doesn't come out and if Wilson does come out, which I think he is is I think Wilson falls down to the second round. So I don't know if the Cowboys necessarily have to take to have to worry about taking him in the first round. They probably could pick him up in the second round and use a second round pick on him. I don't think he's going to go in the first. I think the top three are going to go to the teams in the first, and I think Wilson slides down into the second round. But uh, yeah, I, I don't see Justin Fields benefiting the Cowboys honestly any more than what Dak Prescott is. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Yeah, but here's a problem with drafting an Alabama quarterback. When's the last time an Alabama quarterback's done anything in the NFL? I don't know. Tua's doing pretty good right now over in Miami. Okay, yeah, you're right. Two, you're right. Two, two right now, but you <laughs> yeah, know, he ain't traditionally, too shabby. Well, you're okay. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. You know, two, two, but yeah, you know, but, but but the two is probably the first quarterback since Joe oh, Namath. Oh, no, that no, came out of no, Alabama that's done no. anything in the NFL. Hey, you know who you're forgetting, though. You know who you're forgetting. The boy who just took down New Orleans, he played for Alabama, but they took him out for Tua, Jalen Hurts. Oh, yeah, Jalen Hurts, okay. I, I, I guess I guess I'm thinking, I, I understand these guys are just starting out. I'm just thinking, I, I'm, I, I was just thinking long-term, you know, success. Yeah. I mean, these guys are just starting out. So, yeah, you, you're, you're right about that. I'm just thinking success. <laughs> Traditionally, like I said, you look at all the all the other guys, yeah. like you know, like like AJ AJ McCarron. Yeah. You know, he didn't. He didn't Listen, hey, where, hey, where did McCown come from? Where, what, 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 what? McCown played for somebody. Oh, I can't remember that. AJ McCarron. He played for Alabama. Yeah, we got McCarron, but then you also had McCown. I can't remember that. But I know what you're saying. I mean, typically, you know, a lot of those quarterbacks that come out of Alabama have it done, but but the, the recently they have, but but, but past quarterbacks beyond that have it. But they are they are but they but they fit Nick Nick Saban's style of offense, so it didn't really matter. He wasn't trying to groom him for the NFL. Tua just kind of fit that mold, and so did Jalen Hurts, you know. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So yeah, because Nick Saban basically prided themselves on you know just pounding the pounding the rock. That's why oh, yeah. most of his running backs, most of them, you know, turned out to be good NFL running backs. Yeah. No, I I agree with you. I I definitely agree with you. Especially was it was it Ingram? Ingram, I think now he, he went to New Orleans, but I think now he's with uh, Baltimore. Uh, he did pretty well with them. Um, but I you know getting back to the game though, I I think that the two. Biggest keys for this game is number one: can Dallas, you know, second like I told you, can Dallas secondary uh, put up good numbers? And two, can the 49ers not turn over the ball? <laughs> that's gonna be the number one key. Yeah, that's the number one Absolutely. key is that Nick that Nick Mullins protects the football. But 
Here's the thing that, you know, I was listening to Kyle Shanahan's um, press conference. He said, Nick Mullins is starting quarterback, and we'll see how this goes. That's telling me one thing. Nick Mullins may be on a short leash this time. I kind of believe if he struggles and stinks it up in the first first half, and if the game is close, C.J. Beathard is going to be starting the second half. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest, man. McCollins has to be on a short leash. Like I said, when you post up a QBR of 22 against the Redskins, I mean, at least you really can't be that long. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I believe that leash is very short this Don't week. Don't worry. So, our leash isn't. I mean, you know, I, you know, our leash on Mike Nolan, I think, is pretty much expired. <laughs> that, that 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 that's definitely a goner after this season. That's 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 a goner. That that that's that, that that's not that's that's only going to be just you know a couple more games and that's gone. Right. I mean, but but like I say, as long if we can rock and the, and of course the second key besides the turnovers for for the Niners is going to be running the football. Like I say, I think if, if the Niners can um, rack up two hundred and four yards and rushing, I think that that'll go a long way. Right. Of course. For the Cowboys, I mean, I mean, we gotta, you gotta get Zeke Elliott going. I mean, because I mean, if Zeke Elliott's not 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 going, I mean, Dallas is gonna be a one-dimensional team. I mean, you guys got some, you know, some studs there, you know, at the wide receiver. So it's definitely gonna be, you know, up to Sher- you know, Sherm in the gang to you know, neutralize, you know, C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup. I mean, you guys got some 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 talent in that receiver core. So our secondary is going to have to bring their A game. Well, you know, your Mostert is playing pretty dang good. He's averaging five yards a carry right now for the for for the season. Given you know he had he has ninety carries for four hundred fifty three yards, so he's averaging right at about five yards a carry. Which I mean, look at this: Christian McCaffrey, you know, Kamara or Kamara, however you say that guy's name is. Both of those guys and Dalvin Cook. Both of those guys are averaging around 4.7 yards per carry. So the fact that, you know, the only, the only other running back that's actually beating out Mostert for the year would be uh, Nick Chubb, who's averaging six yards a carry. So Mostert's actually, your running game is actually pretty stout. It's really just, you know, the, the turnovers is what's killing you. It's not your running game. It's really not even your passing game, other than the fact that it's just those turnovers is what's hurting you. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I say we have to win the turn. Definitely have to win the turnover battle. Definitely got to win the turnover battle. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, I'm gonna even though Zeke Elliott's only averaging right at about four yards a carry. He's like three, he's actually like three point nine, which you know I mean I rounded up to four. So he's averaging about four yards a carry. So I mean, your boy's outperforming. He really is. And he really no doubt, no doubt that contract that he wanted. I think he deserved that contract money, but they didn't give it to him. Right, right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna go ahead. And, uh, it's, we're close to hours, so I don't want to get this too long. So I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get you out of here. On uh, let's go. Got a prediction? Like who 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 wins and what? What do you think the score is gonna be? Yeah, it's gonna be tight. That's what it's gonna be. Um, I see. I'm gonna go on a limb, and I'm gonna go. Cow- I'm gonna go against the grain for what they're saying. I'm gonna go Cowboys by seven. So I'm going to say, if I had to put one on there, I'm going to say it's going to be seven. Uh, I'm going to say 21-17 Cowboys. 17 Cowboys. Okay. Okay. Well, me, I like I say, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with my team. I mean, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be 23 to 20. I think, I think, I think it's going to be close. I think, I think the Niners will win it on a field goal. I think a field goal at the end of the game to, um, Propel them to victory. We should, uh, I think we should do a post game on this one. I, I, I think, I, yeah, sure. We should do a post game on this one. Okay. You want to, you want me to, you want me, you want to come back on or, or, yeah, you come I'm on coming on back. Your... Your... That's what I, hey, hey, I'm coming, I'll, or you want, you want to come on mine or I'll come on yours. It doesn't matter to me. I mean, I, either or, it don't matter. I'm going to send you the link. You'll come on. No, no, actually, we don't do a Sunday show, so I'm going to come on yours. So, yeah, so we'll do Sunday at uh, whatever time you want to do it. I'm free all day, so let me know. Okay. It'll probably be like, 
and you know, there's even there's by there's afternoon there's or evening, because like I said, after that game, I'm probably going to be watching, you know, the Saints and the and, and the Chiefs. So, oh yeah, well, we, we most likely both will be. Let's do it. Hey, post game after the after the Saints Chiefs game, I'm down. Okay, that works. All right, my brothers. And, well, thank thank you, Jay, for coming on. I uh, pre- appreciate it. You know, enjoy the chat, and you know, I'll I'll, I'll talk to you again. On Sunday evening. All right, sir. Again, hey, I'm Jay McLovin. My show is unscripted. You can find us on Facebook. We do a lot of Facebook Live, and uh, I'll talk to you on post game. Okay. Well, I mean, you can follow me on um, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and other po- podcast platforms, and follow me on Twitter at GG Sports Thirteen. I'd like to thank everyone for listening and downloading and have a good afternoon.